So today on American Conversations, we have an extraordinary guest, Vera Sharif, who is a survivor of the Holocaust. And she's also the founder and president of the Alliance for Human Research Protection. Vera, you, you have spoken from your personal experience having survived the Holocaust and compared what is happening with the COVID pandemic, uh, which is you know, people need to turn on their, their they need to you know, wake up and understand that losing our civil liberties is, a, is akin to what happened during, during the Nazi regime. Lara Logan, who's a friend of ours, came out just uh, you know in the last 10 days and compared Tony Fauci to Mangala. And when I talked to you on the phone, you said to me, you know, Lara, Lara was wrong. This is, this is worse than the Nazis. So give us your perspective uh, because you lived that history and you, you know it so well, and you've been involved in taking a look at the experiment, the medical experiments in children for years through your professional life. So give us your thoughts on, you know, is, is Laura wrong because it's worse than, than what she thought it was? Yeah, you see, one of the problems is that uh, at the end of World War II, Mengele wound up being as if he was the only uh, monster, medical monster. Well, that's just not true. The entire medical establishment was involved in every step of the way of the Holocaust. They not only um, endorsed it, but they actually drew up a lot of the protocols. And, and it was doctors in white coats who made every selection of hundreds of thousands of people who were experimented, who were sent to be slaves, the millions went through the hands and the selection process that medical doctors were in charge of. So Mengele, of course he was a monster. Uh, and he did experiments that are obviously atrocities. And that is the reason, because of the atrocities, that the court, the doctor's trial, uh, formulated the Nuremberg Code as part of the verdict. And that, of course, the very first foremost principle is voluntary informed consent to any medical intervention. Now, this was drawn up so that medical atrocities would never again happen. Right. So this is the second trial within the Nuremberg trials, and it was it was about the medicals. The medical atrocities that happened at Doctors, the time. Right. Mm -hmm. But the impression left, and I believe that it was deliberate, was that those who were tried were the only, you know, really perpetrators. And that's nonsense. This was just a tip of the iceberg as to the atrocities that were that took place. I mean, the shootings. There, there were all sorts of, I mean, they tried all sorts of uh, methods of annihilation. Uh, but what I was referring to, you see, was that still Mengele was one doctor who may have experimented in a couple of hundred people because he actually did mm -hmm. it himself. He right. saw each one, each person that in his book were not persons, you see, that's part of the issue, that when doctors don't look at people as individual human beings like themselves, they can commit atrocities. They know how. You're talking about commod commodifying human beings. Yeah. Right. And that's, that is a, an essential uh, framework of how the Nazis operated. I mean, they had to truly wipe out the idea that Jews were humans. They had to be dehumanized. Well, now we have an additional aspect uh, to help genocide along. And that is uh, technology has gotten so far advanced uh, 
that again humans are kind of uh, they want to change altogether the human species. And right now the goal is the entire global human species. At that time, Jews were the primary ob objects, but they were the first. They, uh, Hitler had much bigger plans. He had plans for all of Europe. Right. And the Jews were the first to be exterminated, but on his list of priorities, the Polish people came next and the Slavs and, you know, one after the other, he was only going to leave the Aryans, German, Austria and Scandinavians to be the, they, they were considered the Übermenschen. The... Sure, because most, pe most people don't realize that there were Romas and there were also uh, Catholics that were in the concentration camps as well. And sure. people who spoke out. Did, do you, did you ever think that you would see in your lifetime both the Holocaust and what is happening today on a global scale? Absolutely not. And this is what's so terrifying because those of us who've lived through it in various you know, stages, mm -hmm. we recognize that what's up. We, we recognize that the prelude to the Holocaust, to the mass murders, didn't happen overnight. It didn't just, Auschwitz didn't begin with Auschwitz. Mm -hmm. This was all in very slow stages. And what we're seeing now are those stages. The stages so, where so people now, I mean, the unvaccinated at this point in Western Europe, the United States and Israel are the Jews of then. They're being vilified as spreaders of the virus. Jews were vilified as spreaders of infectious diseases. Right, right. What other, par what other parallels do you see happening now that are akin to that time in history? Well, first of all, the very first medical victims of the Holocaust were not Jews. They were disabled infants and children, German children, under the age of three. Doctors declared them unfit for human life. They were taken away from their families and were put into uh, one of six uh, hospital hospitals that had been turned into killing stations mm -hmm. and they were medically murdered. The uh, parents were then given fake death certificates signed by medical doctors stating that the child died of natural causes. The next in line were the mentally ill and then disabled of all ages and finally the nursing home residents. This was under a project called T4. T4 was extremely important, again, as a precursor of the uh, death camps because they tried various methods of murder, including exhaust gas with trucks. And then Zyklon B was also tested on these German disabled. Now they cleaned out these uh, long-term care facilities uh, for two reasons. One was to cleanse the German gene pool, okay? Because the real virus in all of it, including today, is eugenics. And the other was to save money. It was an economic purpose. Didn't they call them useless eaters? Similar term they're saying today. That's right. I had heard that. Exactly. That's the yeah. other term. Well, there are, you know, they had several pejorative terms for these mm -hmm. non-humans as they regarded them. Uh, well, in March 2020, Western Europe, the United States, Australia, Canada cleaned out nursing homes. This was exactly a parallel to T4. Hmm. They gave orders 
in every one of those countries. Not They told hospitals not to treat the elderly. Um, Andrew Cuomo, who was governor of New York State at the time, uh, issued the order to hospitals not to treat them, to send them to nursing homes. Now, before he issued that order, he predicted that the virus in nursing homes would be like fire through dry grass. Fire through dry grass. Mm -hmm. So his order was premeditated murder. He's responsible for more than 15,000 human lives that he sent to their deaths. Before he gave the order, he also gave immunity both to the hospitals and to nursing homes. Um, he did this evidently at the behest of the New York State insurance industry, which are were his biggest campaign contributors. Hmm. Uh, I know, well, at this point, people know more about Andrew Cuomo's doings, but at the time when I first began to talk about it, because I did know the facts, uh, people were just, oh, no, you can't say that. You can't say that. I said, but it's true. And I didn't say anything. He said it. He said it would be like fire through dry grass, and then he did it. So what I want to bring out is that Nazi does not equal German. Right. Nazi is a state of mind, a cultural attitude, and human beings of all kinds can get to that point, can become Nazis. I call the people who now have genocide global genocide on their agenda, and that's what we're going through. Those are Nazis. Do you feel like, Vera, that it's some remnant of the Third Reich, or is it a communist issue, or is it a control issue? What is it that you think is behind this? Okay. It's been said that Germany lost World War II. The Nazis did not. Most Nazis, you see, there were two factions. Some of them simply slid back into their jobs, the judges, the doctors. But a lot of the doctors and scientists, more than 1,600, were brought to the United States. Mm -hmm. It was called Operation Paperclip. This was a CIA kind of operation. It was before it was called the CIA. They wanted and the scientists, right? Scientists and mainly scientists and doctors. Mm -hmm. There was a, a kind of a, um, a competition between the Soviets and the Americans to get the scientists because they wanted the secrets. Mm -hmm. And also back in the 1930s and the 1920s, I mean, there were if, if you if you went to medical school or did medical research in Germany, you were thought to be um, working with some of the creme de la creme of the scientists in the medical field. Like well, absolutely. This all started with uh, John D. Rockefeller in 1913 when he he turned medicine into essentially a pharmaceutical, uh, you know, place to uh, grow. And he changed the medical field in the United States to the German uh, up, down, you know, very authoritarian. You do not question the professor. And you primarily use a pharmaceutical means to treat. So he eliminated a lot of the homeopathic uh, schools, for example, you know, that taught it. And also schools where blacks at that time, Negroes, were training and were then serving their communities. Communities that the whites did not want to serve. So, so in, in that's in part the, of how, you know, 
It was germ medicine, wasn't it? That yeah. It well, focused on germs. You say germs and you also uh, make sure that the, um, the antidote will be a pharmaceutical, which is, you know, is based on, on, on the oil industry. I mean, that's what you see, John Rockefeller, he already had a monopoly on oil, but he wanted to have a monopoly on all the products that could be manufactured using oil as a basis. And the pharmaceutical industry was just starting out in Germany. Most of the big pharmaceutical companies had, you know, Merck, Pfizer, all of them, they began in Germany. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. continuum, yes, has been, you know, throughout. But the important thing as far as those Nazi scientists and doctors who came to the United States, they helped to essentially pervert medicine here. A lot of the, look, the uh, mind control experiments, all of that, that started in Dachau. Mm-hmm. They taught the, and they were spread out throughout the American medical academic institutions. They experimented on prisoners. They experimented on mentally ill psychiatric centers. That's where they did some of the most horrific work, which essentially duplicated what they were doing there. They were just continuing. And you recently did did an investigation. I mean, this isn't years ago. Recently, the incarnate is it the incarnate institute or the incarnate incarnation house? incarnation house. Tell tell the audience about that because that is in recent years. That's during Fauci's reign, overseeing the HIV experiments. Explain that because you know a lot of people think, well, so if it happened in the Rockefellers, it happened with the Nazis. It doesn't happen today. Explain what what the incarnate. All right. What this was about. Okay. The COVID um, protocol is following a very similar pattern as the AIDS experiments. The AIDS epidemic and the treatments and all of that was a precursor to what we have now for everybody. Now, Fauci has been head of the NIAID since 1984, but he's been, he was in government as a researcher uh, since the 60s. I mean, he goes back a long way. He never, I don't think he ever treated patient. That's by the way, one of the problems with a lot of the public health officials, they don't really treat patients. So they don't have that uh, culture at all, you know, a first do no harm to the individual. So he was funding, and one has to really, one ought to read Bobby Kennedy's book because he lays out the whole thing about Fauci's career. And Fauci has been in partnership with pharmaceutical companies and with academic institutions for a very long time. They have patents, they own patents together. So there's a big financial interest in all of this. Now, what happened then was he funded together with uh, GlaxoSmithKline and Merck. There were a few who were working on different uh, drugs and vaccines for AIDS. And I don't know who came up with the idea, but Fauci is the one who funded this to experiment on black, mainly black, orphan children who were in government care foster children. Now, I got involved with the one in New York, New York City, Incarnation House, which was run by Catholic Charities. And the uh, children were experimented on by Columbia University uh, doctors and Columbia Presbyterian Hospital. Now, some some of the children didn't have AIDS or HIV. These were the most horrific, horrible drugs that ever, you know, the, these drugs, for example, AZT, this was a drug that failed in cancer treatment. It killed people. Mm-hmm. 
It killed people. When the children, those children who fought and didn't want to swallow the damn thing because it made them very sick and it was very painful, they took them and doctors stuck feeding tubes into their stomachs so that they couldn't refuse. What, what, is this in the 1980s or 1990s? 80s and 90s, yes. And at least 80 something, 88 children died. They, but every, you see, this was collusion on, on a big scale and that's what we have now too. It wasn't just incarnation house. The federal law requires that it, to to any experiments on foster children, the child, each child must have a personal advocate. These children were not given a personal advocate. Uh, New York State Department of Health, New York City, they all collaborated in collusion. And so what they did was they, they formed an institutional review board, which was made up of doctors from the hospitals that were doing the experiments. Nobody know conflict of interest means? I was just going to say that, that, that right there, that's a conflict of interest. Well, of course. And what did they decide? They decided that, no, they won't bother with an individual advocate. They will have one advocate who will approve for the whole herd. Yeah. The children were treated like animals. And we heard a lot about herd immunity and all that this time around. So, yes, it's very creepy. It's so, you're, so, so it sounds as if what you're what you're have seen as, as a child firsthand during the Holocaust and what you have investigated professionally is a lack of protocols, enormous amount of conflict of interest, a motivation for money. Uh, no informed consent, because the, the in, and that's what you're seeing now in terms of the COVID rollout. I want to say something. Since I was a little child during the Holocaust, mm -hmm. I have some experiences, but they're not they're not that. In other words, I wasn't in Auschwitz. I didn't see because I wouldn't be alive if I had been. I did a lot of research since as an adult. The parts that I remember have to do more with, you know, the, the constant state of fear, hunger, things like that. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot more to the, you know, the Holocaust than the very limited um, number of things that people have heard of in the body, stacks of bodies that they've seen and, and that you know, sort of thing. Uh, but I, you know, I have a lot of vi very vivid memories. I mean, one memory, for example, and this is when I was leaving, and I was leaving on one of the cattle cars that actually brought most of the people to camps, but I left in one of those. And uh, along the route, but then this is 1944, when the Holocaust was in fact in full swing. Uh, we were let out to relieve ourselves along the way and we came back. It's one woman because she wasn't really a child like the rest of us. This was, we, I was with orphan children who were rescued. She was a little older. Maybe she was 19, maybe she was 20, but she came back with a baby. She found a baby in the ditch. And she wanted to keep that baby. And they wouldn't let her. And they wouldn't let her and they beat her off the car. And I remember being so horrified by, I realized, number one, that she was trying to, she was good. That they would both not live. Either they'd be shot or something. I knew that. But the fact that she was willing to sacrifice herself, and I'm six and a half, 
And I'm thinking to myself, I couldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. So I judged myself as being not a good girl because I wouldn't sacrifice my life the way she was. So while that's not, you know, the same as, as um, the Auschwitz experiences, um, these, these kind of, you know, psychological um, fear. You're talking trauma. about fear. Traumas. No, this is trauma. Traumas. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of damage. Every uh, survivor has certain damage. Nobody Do you think you're trying to damage us now with the lockdowns, with the Absolutely. vaccine mandates? Of course. Of course. Yeah. course. Damage psychologically. Of course. Now, mm -hmm. what's interesting, you see, if you look at the media, you will find that in uh, 2020, they did go out and get different Holocaust survivors. And they all said, yeah, they were, you know, the, in other words, the lockdowns, the, the isolation, all of that reminded them. But ever since, <laughs> ever since the rollout of the injections, nobody's talking to them. Hmm. Well, so that's why I am invited really all over because I speak out. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but there are others. And um, the, the part that really uh, bothers me a great deal, really troubling, is the effort, the very strong effort, concerted effort to silence anyone who dares to show the parallels what they're doing is they've kind of locked up the holocaust put it into like a safe deposit box and made it irrelevant to history when it's the most relevant historical anything that ever happened because there are so many parallels and of course that's i guess what they want to hide they don't want people to realize that this really is parallel it's parallel but it's also on a global scale well that makes it all the worse that's why i say it's worse because whereas those of us who are survivors at various stages in various places right we were rescued there will be no rescuers there will be no armed forces of the united states the soviet union and the uk there nobody if people don't stand up now and resist it will be the end of human civilization the end do you think the goal here, Vera, is to destroy Western civilization as Absolutely. we know it? Absolutely. And they've, they've already done quite a good, you know, they've done quite a bit. Look, they have, those lockdowns, everything has multiple objectives. Nothing is just one thing. One of the objectives, of course, was to create, you know, panic and fear. Um and people were glued to the television that was all the time pumping 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 you know so many dying so many dying so many but the other thing was to shut down businesses mm -hmm. so and who reaped the harvest the billionaires they made trillions yeah, amazon etc that's right trillions now that's that was planned that wasn't nothing. And besides, if you really, if there's any honesty at all, you'd realize that a local small business, how many people could be infected? But hey, the Amazon and and uh, Home Depot and all of those, they were open. They closed the churches and kept the liquor stores open. That's right. You close the church. I mean, that, now why so many people aren't putting two and two together. Okay, they they really are psychologically, they're brainwashed. And, and this brainwashing has been a, a very focused area of research, really since the Nazis, they've been at it all the time. 
And now they have technology that is so much more advanced and really it, it enslaving. That's what it's about. They are creating, they're creating slavery. Look, the, the, we already have scientists who've looked into the deaths just based on the vaccine adverse event reporting system, VAERS. Right, VAERS. And they have plotted out the lots of the vaccines for three, the three companies that are vaccinating in the United States. And they found that 100% of the deaths were 5% of the vaccine lots. They, you know, the thing I think is, is in comparing this and, and the, the parallels to the Holocaust, what yeah. I can't wrap my brain around mm -hmm. is what happened in Israel. Okay, believe me, <laughs> I have a lot of anger because Israel was my safe haven when I got out of the Holocaust. That's where I wound up. That's where I headed. And those were the happiest, the only happy years in my childhood with the three years in, in Israel. At that time, it was the state of Israel. It was before it, was, it was, uh, became a state. And so I, yes, uh, what I would say, there are a few things. Number one, um, you know, history, the history of the Holocaust is, is an extremely, it's excruciating. And for Jews, it is particularly excruciating. And Israelis who, who were forming, you know, a new land, a new country, a new, you know, language, everything, new old language, but taking it out of the Bible, no one was had spoken it for, you know, for a very long time. So they were, they also kind of didn't really learn the real history of the Holocaust with all, you know, with what needs to be learned so that you, your antenna goes up when you see signals. So they were no better. The other thing is that Look, people, this is one of the things that, I mean, if you listen, and I've listened to a lot of uh, survivors' testimonies, and every single one, every single one ends with saying, you've got to stop the hatred. We're all one human race. Now, what that means is that people are, are both, you know, you've got those who are, the saints and those who are the Satanists. You've got them in every group, in every, it doesn't matter what culture, it doesn't matter the color, it doesn't matter the religion, none of it. You've got them. And so it's very important to set some, you could say ground rules, but they aren't there. So Israel, it, the Israeli government is corrupt. Hey, the American government is corrupt. The German government, I mean, you see, if I go down the line, we now have corruption in all of Western countries. Mm -hmm. And the, if anybody, I mean, I don't know, if you look at what happened so far through one variant after another, what's happening in Africa? Nothing. They're using ivermectin. They're using all kinds of anti-malaria or whatever they've been using all along. They keep using it and they're fine. Why? You would have thought, right, that that's where the pandemic would be the worst. No. Um, but do you, did, did, did the Israelis today, did they forget history? They I am, you know, speaking a, a bit to them too, and it's it's the hardest one for me to talk to. But I really, one of the messages that I do want to bring out to them, and they just don't get it. Uh, no, they, they're completely mesmerized. Um, American, African Americans, they learned their lesson. They learned their history. And it's their strongest defense 
weapon. Hmm. Because and it's Tuskegee, yeah. It's not just, no, 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 no. It's Again, more than that. See, if you say Tuskegee, it's like saying the Holocaust. No, this is an ongoing thing. I just told you about, no, for example, you know, you bring up, by the way, those foster children with the AIDS experiments. Now, think how the the tragedy of this, the, the uh, it's more than a tragedy. The reason it came up now is because what somebody, I don't know which group, but what they found was Fauci's 44 beagle puppies who were tortured. Fauci payment, you know. And then that's how suddenly, oh, the children. So we had to get the puppies for people to feel where they didn't really feel for those children. I mean, I worked on that and did get uh, congressional hearings. And we had, at that time, the press was still, there was such a thing as investigative reporting. And John Solomon did the investigative reporting on, about it in the Washington Post and in the Associated Press. But then it was, you know, forgotten. There was a, um, the Vera Institute, which has nothing to do with me, but they were given a contract of a million dollars to investigate. And I sat down with them several times and told them, look, the only thing you really, really need are the medical records of those children. Mm -hmm. That's all. Everything else is, they couldn't get it. Columbia wouldn't give it to them. And New York State Department of Health said they don't have to. End of story, locked up. Now the FDA wants to lock up the Pfizer documents about the vaccine for 75 years. Right. Although the the the, the uh, Pfizer document uh, up to the adverse effects of the Pfizer documents have no, known internally up to February 28, 2021, was released. And that shows there's five or six pages of the adverse effects that they knew from their early rollout. They knew it right from the beginning. This is all planned. This is it. There is nothing they don't know. The only thing they don't know exactly uh, how much lethal, you know, the, the, the percentage of lethal. Uh, look, we don't know what's totally in it. And those documents redacted a most important ingredient. It's just shown as parenthesis small b parenthesis four, B4. What's B4? It's an important ingredient. It's all over the place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is, look, I mean, why in the world is the entire uh, COVID vaccine, all the contracts, everything, why is it being done by military, by CIA? What, what, what has that got to do with medicine? This well, wasn't a war from, you know, from from Mars or the Soviet Union or anything. This was were, local. Were you trying to say before with the vaccine lots that certain vaccine lots were given to certain people? Is that Was that your point? Well, I don't know the certain people, but they were scattered. Yeah, this, what we, what we know so far, Todd, is that we have the number of the lots and they're, mm -hmm. they're cross-referenced with, when you put in a VAERS report, they mm -hmm. ask your information, which you have on your card, that information is entered into the various reports. So if it's an adverse effect, we know what lot there are. Right. And there are some lots that maybe have have one or two adverse effects, but there's some lots that have 1,300. Yeah. And so if th that is the list that's there. What is missing from the list is actually the location Correct. The and zip the zip code, code the zip to find out Okay, was it at the CVS uh, pharmaceutical, or was it a drive-through, or was it right. in a right. immigration neighborhood versus a church? I mean, th that part—it's an—it's yeah. it, a start of information. Absolutely, it's not, it's not a full—it's not a full portrait on the canvas. Gotcha. Okay. But it's—it's it's just interesting that—and—and and this is actually a British scientist who did this work. You know, thought of it of laying it all out. It's quite laborious. You know, it's a. A spreadsheet, and uh, yeah, that he realized that the um, lots tell a story. 
Yeah, but it's still, but it's still incomplete. We've, we, that that has to be that has to. A lot of you know, there's there's a lot of theories out there that not everybody's getting the same vaccine. Some are getting weaker or safer. Well, that's what this shows. That's yeah. what this shows. You see, that's just it. That uh, most of the lots were kind of nothing. They were benign. I had placebo mm -hmm. essentially, uh, but those that were, some mm -hmm. of them, as it's described, is two thousand degrees higher lethality yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so what would be the agenda behind that like depopulation of certain groups or, or okay. what uh, well mm -hmm. isn't that shouldn't that be a public conversation yeah if this is what our leaders have in store shouldn't we hey say no thank you yeah we actually have evidence in hand now that we haven't fully released, but will in the future, of a CEO of a U.S. pharmaceutical company that is headquarters overseas. And he is on a Zoom call mm -hmm. encouraging his employees to get the shots. And they don't want they're, it. They've mandated it, except for except for certain areas of the company. And, and he's actually using efficacy and safety statements that are false. And it, it, to me, it's extraordinary because this guy sits on a pharmaceutical. He sits. He sits on the board of the Pharmaceutical Research and Manufacturing Association, the big pharma lobbying arm in Washington D.C. Well, you know, this has been look pharmaceutical. Nobody can be that stupid. That, well, that, that's that's the part that I mean. If everybody is this stupid, then you can't prove intent. But I don't think I, I don't think Absolutely. everybody's yes. as stupid. I tell you, if they lost money on these deals, then I'd say, okay, they're stupid. But since they make they're making hundreds of billions, they just Pfizer just upped its uh, projection. Mm -hmm. It started with thirty five billion in twenty twenty one, then it became forty two billion, and guess what? We're now at eighty two billion. Yeah. Now, when you've got that. Along with what you're doing, I guess you know what you're doing. You're not stupid. Yeah. Well, in their contracts and in the U.S. pharmaceutical contracts, when we they don't know what's in the contracts. That well, we've seen we we have seen parts of them. We've got an idea, Vera. We don't have every single one. That's true. I don't we do have an idea that they are in fact doing a, a very corrosive and co uh, contracting negotiations because they're saying to the foreign governments, we we don't want any liability. No, Just no. like we don't have liability in the United States. And then we want collateral uh, right. to guarantee no liability. And we we also want to tell you that you when you sign this contract for X number of shots, even if there's a cure for COVID, you are responsible to pay for those shots. Right. I mean, who signs a contract like that? The government. <laughs> Thank you. You look. And you know what? In this, after all, this was this. Donald Trump owns warp speed. Mm -hmm. See, everybody, somehow or other, when they get in that position, they wind up marching to the pharmaceutical tune. Um, How much responsibility falls on Fauci, Collins, FDA, the, the, the Capitol Hill on both parties because they've yep. been paid by the Pharmaceutical Association? Right. Well, but that's just it. There's nobody to prosecute because everybody's on the take. Look, that's one of the reasons that they need so many billions and trillions of dollars. It's not to live on. It's to it's to bribe. It's to have all this power and influence and to get the policies legislated that they want. So what do you think the end goal is here? The end goal is total is really, uh, they see themselves as gods. I mean, you know, at first you kind of sort of say, what are they, these psychopaths? Yeah, they are. They believe that they are entitled and that they have the know-how to improve on the world so that they can just control it with clicks. They want one government, world government. They want one currency. And they want total control of, of the world's Assets, including humans, there are. They have been saying, really, since 1913, too many people in the world. We have to depopulate. 
this is going on. This is this is what eugenics is about. And so th with this so-called pandemic, they have launched that thrust to get rid of a lot of the population. And uh, whatever, whoever they allow to live, they want to enslave. And, and people don't understand that those so-called green passports. Okay, here's another parallel. Without IBM, Hitler could not have accomplished as much as he did. There would have been some, of course, but not the kind of numbers. IBM made it possible to identify and track and uh, eventually, of course, exterminate. But IBM gave him the technology to make an efficient industrial um, mechanism. He, they even ran the schedule of the trains. There's, so there should be no waste of time. The trains come and deliver and they go back empty and come back again. And, and, and the, everything works clockwork. And who is now still uh, in charge and, and has a big, big stake in these passports? the digital technology, IBM. Andrew Cuomo hired IBM for New York, the Excelsior Passport. Hmm. People don't realize, they think as if these green passports, all it'll do is allow you to go to a restaurant and a, you know, in a concert and, and, yeah. and that's it. It's just your, your little uh, vaccine. No, it's not. This is the beginning. They just look at China. You can control the people completely 24 mm -hmm. hours a day, seven days a week. You can, they even talk about, they can tell the thoughts. They've got technology that can tell them what you're thinking. So the kind of slavery we're talking here, and they talk about transhumanism, which I always thought was, you know, such nonsense can't be. Well, no, they're very serious. They are they are so enamored with technology and being able to shift everything to technological ways and, and ro robots, which are half human and half pro. I mean, really it is insane, but they're serious. Do you have any optimism, Vera? Only if people rise up. Mm -hmm. And I will say this throughout these almost two years, uh, it was very, very upsetting to see Americans not, you know, mm -hmm. really uh, go along. But now that's different. Mm -hmm. It's changing. It's changed. And mm -hmm. what we forget, especially those of us who live in the middle of Manhattan, I used to call it the center of the universe. And now it's, you know, everyone's afraid. Um, it's the working class, the blue collars who I have confidence yes. in. Yes. And I came to that conclusion before COVID, really. Um, and I'll tell you, you know, my husband was a professor at Columbia and City University and all that. But I, one of the things that I learned, a positive thing that I learned during the Holocaust, during, especially during this 10 months during which I was a child in transit without a parent, uh, was to assess people and to decide who I could trust to take care of me. Mm. And that stood me in very good ground. Mm. I had, yeah, I had a Christian family taking me in for three months and I was sick. They nursed me to health and all that. Yeah, it's to assess people. And one of the worst things that they've done to the children today is the masks. Mm -hmm. The masks obliterate. They, they deprive children of learning how to read expression, how to react to expression. That's a terrible, terrible thing, especially the younger the children, the, the more it is a deprivation. 
because children, before they even learn language, learn how to communicate. Mm -hmm. Babies communicate. Mm -hmm. And they go by your expression and they recognize who you are. This is so fundamental. So these are all, yeah, these are Nazis. Those who devise this whole thing. These are Nazis. Do you think it's like a collaboration of people? Do you think there's one central location? Do you have any sense of that? Do you think it's China? Do you, do you is it the EU? Is it Klaus Schwab? Is it all the above? Well, look, you know, it's kind of we don't know all the players. We don't know how yeah. many, but we know some of them. The, you know, the club. Yeah. So sure, Schwab, and if and if people read, uh, fam Schwab Family Values <laughs> investigative report. <laughs> then you learn that it's it's an ongoing. His father, you know, they have a business. His father used slave labor. Yeah, uh, his, and his, he was his family has, has ties to the Nazis. Hmm? His family has ties to the Nazis. It's it's totally they were not yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, that and and in, in the UK you have the cons Q U A N D T. Those are the relatives of Gibbles. And that's their card, just like the IBM Excelsior. Well, they've got one too, and that's what the UK is using. So the Nazi connection is very much alive. I read that Peter Dazak for Meco Health Alliance that was involved in Wuhan, his father was a Ukrainian Nazi. Is that they, correct? Uh, yeah. you know, I don't know about each one. I can't run. Yeah, sure. I only know some things. Uh, but yes, look, they really... That uh, paperclip thing, and then the others who they couldn't even bring to the United States, they, they were too uh, hot to uh, hide or something. But yeah, the United States officials gave them free passage, gave them passports, set up, you know, that's how they got to uh, Argentina and Brazil and a few other places like that where they lived out their lives uh, until Leichmann got taken but really there there was a whole community of the worst of the worst killers who mm -hmm. were helped by united states officials that's what you can now regard that's the deep, the dark state the deep state there is a whole layer of government and that and their budgets have nothing to do with their real budgets where are they yeah. getting their money yeah dark money and you know and there are not just one president but many presidents ha have realized it and they they just don't know what to do yeah how do you how do you think this time in history that people saw that this was an opportunity that they, they could grab i mean you know it, it just seems to me that not everything's in place for, for this game to be won right. on their side of the table. But why do you think that people have forgotten history? Why do you, I mean, why do you think Fauci was so apoplectic about Laura Logan, you know, comparing him to Mengele? I mean, he went on the air and said mm -hmm. she should be, you know, she should be held accountable for it. And Fox well, turned well, around. Well, I, you know, she should call me. I'll go with her. He won't be able to say that to me. Um, it's kind of tough to say that to Vera. That's true. No, no, no. this is... This is look, all everything about uh, uh, about controlling the narrative and censoring all, not just opposition, but even just any uh, any discussion of some other plausible possibilities, right. uh, and even the science. I mean, the idea that doctors to this day are forbidden to prescribe curative, safe. FDA licensed medications, that's a crime against humanity because with those with those medications, there would be no deaths. Ask Dr. Zev Zelenko. I mean, one doctor, yeah. 6,000, and he had three deaths, and those had pre-existing conditions, of course, but and none of them had to go to the hospital. Of course not, because the way in which the slaughter was taking place 
you know, in 2020, is they told people to stay home until they, only if their symptoms got really bad, then they should come to the hospital. Well, by then it's too late. They put mm -hmm. them on the ventilators and, and murdered them. And, you know, all the lies, now you ask why, I guess that we really underestimate the power, really, of psychological conditioning. Yeah. And we need to go back and look again at Milgram and Zimbardo, who did experiments in trying at the time, mm -hmm. now this is interesting, because Milgram tried to find out what made some uh christians during the holocaust you know high jews do humanitarian things and the others not right and could not find a connecting threat what he did in those experiments was show how people are willing to go against their really against their ethical sense if authority says do it yeah do it and they're ready to electrocute you know um just because the guy in the lab coat said so there's also fear they don't want to be they don't want to be lose their friends they don't you know they're, they're worried about being called something i mean it's yeah but they, it's principles they don't they don't have principles to stand on it's not just look but really yeah. it's not only principles because look if they succeed, first of all, people should start to understand. Uh, first, it was you were fully vaccinated if you had two shots, right? Now it's three. Then it's going to be four. In Israel, they're talking about four. What will they do about the 25th? Well, and, and you know, at some point in time, and I, friends of mine uh, whose family members, some of them, you know, we're ne never going to take the vaccination. Some of them worked in hospitals. And one friend shared this story with me that one of her daughter-in-laws was in a, was working in a hospital last year. And she was freaked out by it because she was she was a radiologist and she was taking a look at the, the x-rays of the lungs and everything like that. And then when it became mandatory, she she quit her job. So there there's there's an epiphany for for everybody um maybe waking up but i agree with you it seems to me when they changed the definition of vaccines in 2020 yeah when they 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 call these vaccinations but they're gene therapy shots when they say that they're safe and effective but the safety trials and the efficacy trials are not going to be finished before 2022 and 2023 and, and that's wait but that's uncontrolled that's they took away the controls. That's you know, right. And and so nobody has informed consent because they haven't been truthful about the adverse effects knowingly, you know, in, in the early rollouts. But they have the information, but the pharmaceuticals have withheld it. But they have the information. It's Nobody's got any liability. It's like, well, I mean, who's in? It's like the lunatics are in charge of the asylum. I, I mean, I to me, this is so simple to understand. That's this is right. not even sane. No, it isn't. I, I I agree with you. But you see, conditioning, no, no, psychological conditioning is just so strong because people feel helpless. People have gotten, they stopped trusting their own judgment as if it doesn't count. Trust the science. Trust so, the, so trust you're the not supposed to trust your the science. Because it's not science. It's not science. Science is always, you keep on, you know, testing and coming up with, something different really science is a way of trying to disprove well you, you know it doesn't even see this, see i think everybody's bought into science versus no science this is this has to do with medical freedom yeah you can have the best science in the world i could have cancer tomorrow if I choose not to get chemotherapy, I, that's, that's my choice. You, right. You should okay? have the right. And, that, and that's the problem I have with all this. If you, you don't have to take ivermectin. You don't have to take uh, hydroxychloroquine. You don't have to take the shots if you don't want to. That's right. And, and, and that's the problem that I have. I don't understand w what happened to freedom. Well, but just think, but, okay, but just get this. Parents are now delivering their children. Oh, They're delivering them to the Moloch. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is the worst crime that 
human nobody ever did it no mammal can you imagine a, a cat in, in nature you get between you get between the mother you get, the, the, yeah, the mother will fight no matter what and that's the responsibility of parents and now they're trust it's insanity that really i know i've read in middle ages there was uh, a sect like the um Dionysus kind of thing, the Greek Dionysus, where you get very drunk and whatever. So this was with drugs and what, and yeah, where mother they would rip their babies apart. I mean, but that's an insanity, and everything about this has been an insanity. If the two doses don't work, how many more do you want it? You know what Einstein said: anyone who expects a different result by doing the same thing over and over is insane. That's the definition. You can't, it's not going to be different. It'll only be more of the same. In fact, it's more and more deadly toxins into your Absolutely. body. Absolutely. Yeah. Every time you take more, because you don't know what they're giving you. It is totally an abdication of never mind critical thinking, but just plain thinking. And it really gut, even the gut feeling. No, I don't like this. Then don't do it. Mm-hmm. But under these circumstances, people people supposedly don't have a choice. Yes, I do. I do, uh, but that's that's what they think. They okay. think they have no choice, then they have no choice. It's up to them. Nobody gives you freedom, right? Mm -hmm. That's been said. Nobody gives you, nobody anoints it on you. You're born free, you know, whether you believe in God or not. I think it's a good time to sort of look at that because better that than what you've got telling you now who you're listening to because these are your enemy and that's what hasn't gotten through to them in a, in a, themselves they're not taking the shots they're making believe with with a placebo or something uh, fauci took it in one then he forgot which hand, which arm that I was on camera yeah mm. because it's it, everything is fake you know they call fake news i mean they're the perpetrators of fake news in some weird karma way, it's you're going to have freedom-loving people surviving and those that aren't dying. It's almost like a cleaning of the gene pool it in is, a weird way. It is horrible, and it is essentially self-inflicted because we are still able to say no. And look, hey, the pilot said no. Now three of the major auto makers said never mind and it's going on like that they've closed 10 hospitals but it's the arrogance that they tried oh that's that to me that is mind-boggling that, yeah. that, that shows the arrogance in plain sight transparent 100 yep. employees mandatory if you've got a federal contract mandatory and I thought to myself, it's not going to fly, walk, crawl, or leap right, right, legally right. in the long run. No, in legal in the long run, if we try to do this, is just stunning to me. But look, the Congress is exempt. The White House is exempt. The judiciary is exempt. Why isn't anybody asking? Well, what about me? Why? Why can't I be exempt? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's we're. Mm -hmm. In other words, all of the. Okay, part of it is the education system. We talked earlier about the uh, medical, which is, you know, authoritative and all that. But unfortunately, I think what's happened in Western culture, the education has been an education to repeat what you're told. That way you'll get a good mark in the SAT and everything else. Don't think separate. Don't. Well, technology has dumbed down critical thinking. Yes. If it's when two clicks, if you don't get what you want, you just go something else. In other words, they've taken away the, the satisfaction of solving a problem. I mean, you know, I like to, you know, every day I learn something that I didn't know simply because I'm open to learn. Mm -hmm. If you're not open to learn, if you just are going by what you have already been told, you never actually going to invent anything either. You're just going to be a follower. 
Well, Vera, I just want to say thank you for joining us today. This has been a delight and an honor to speak with you and to hear your thoughts and to to and we will make certain that Laura Logan, you know, you 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 think that she's wrong because this is worse. Not, of course, just because uh, and, she's and, worse than Mangala. Right, and let him curse me. I mean, that's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, listen. Thank you very much, and please please come back and, and come back if there's if there's something that you want to speak out about. I will when when I have a film. You know, I'm working on a documentary. I know, I know, I know that, you, are, and I know you're busy. So I just want to say thank you, and we we are um, getting you. You know, the people in Israel, we're working on getting you the information that you need for that yeah. too. Okay, okay. Good. thank.